Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches, I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime, no help from my friends. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Hello and welcome to Podfathers. Podcast about all things fatherhood. My name is Andrew Tregoning. This is my co-host and fatherhood mentor, Graham the Wordsmith with a Y. Hello. Hey. <laughs> That's the first time you've laid hands on me since we had a fight. Yeah, we had a rather uneventful dry grapple-a-thon yeah. last weekend. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was a control. Yeah, it was a. It was a. It was a test, really. So we did a triathlon. Um, Graham beat me by five minutes. Five and a half minutes. Five and a half minutes. And then we did a grappling match and I beat Graham by tapping him ten times in... Four minutes, fifty. Eleven times in four minutes, fifty. Wow. I watched the video back. Disputed. Paul turns around for literally five <laughs> seconds to tap you and he misses one. So, yeah, we didn't really find out much about that, but we knew... Yeah, we found out that um, I was about five minutes off Graham's triathlon time. So next time we do it, We'll handicap it better because now we know um, where we're at. But I really enjoyed it, actually. I really didn't enjoy doing the running and the cycling, but I enjoyed finishing it. Yeah. And I really enjoyed tapping it <laughs> 11 times before. <laughs> like we talked about this. Like There wasn't really any one part that I was really looking forward to because I was nervous about you beating me in any of my specialities and I knew that I was going to get handled on the mat. Whereas you had nothing to lose in the triathlon, really, yeah. and were very much looking forward to what happened on the mat. So much fun. Because um, it was heavily weighted in your favour. I'll um, um, try and... Re- oh, I, 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 in the highlight video that I released, I didn't sort of gloat too much. I didn't show the grappling too much. No. I might just release the video <laughs> on my YouTube. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that off the, off the air. Rough week. Rough a couple of weeks. Uh... No, not really. I had a pretty good week because... Uh, I'm talking about yeah, I know, I, I know what you're talking about. We'll get to that. I've been off work, so it's been half term. Um, so just some, some tips of good places to go for parents with kids. Go to Leeds. Mm-hmm. Leeds is re- isn't Leeds really it's nice? Amazing. Why is with kids, though? Because if you park at the train station or thereabouts um, and you go to the south entrance or exit of the train station by the canal there is a water taxi that is free and the water taxi takes you down the canal to Leeds Royal Armouries which is also oh, free right. free museum now if you've got kids I reckon six, seven, eight and above it's a brilliant place to spend a day because like there's just so much to look at kind of medieval stuff and like knights and right up to kind of modern Modern warfare and stuff, but there's a, a crossbow range where you get to like you pay three quid and you get eight shots with a crossbow, cool. and that's pretty cool. They've got a got an assault course which we didn't do because it was raining. Giant snakes and ladders, like giant snakes and ladders outside. Then what else? What was another tip? Um, where else did we go? It was good. We went um, to Manor Park, Manor Castle. I don't know whatever it's called, Manor whatever in Manor. Like the old ruins and that. They had a battle. Up there. 
Yeah, they had a battle reenactment right. uh, yesterday. Great. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was really good. Um, I got to try on some a chainmail kind of like. Yeah, follow like, Graham Graham Smith like, with a Y like, on Instagram. Like jumper. Um, you know how much? You know how much it weighed? Eighteen kilograms. Eighteen kilograms. That's a lot. So the guy, the guy basically said, the guy who owned it said, if you can pick it up, you can wear it. And of course, you know, I hefted it above my head and said, is this high enough? Um, and he helped me put it on. And I cannot imagine for one minute, like running around a battlefield. He said that a lot of a lot of soldiers in medieval warfare went down with like heat stroke or dehydration before they went down by getting. You wore me for. Four minutes last <laughs> Saturday. I'm not far off 18 kilograms. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sarge just texted me from uh, the concert. Has he? Yeah. He just said insane exclamation mark exclamation mark. And talking about Ariana Grande's voice. Yeah. We're big fans. Um. Yeah. That. Um, the reason I'm so tired today is because last night, just before I went to bed, I saw on Twitter that there were reports coming in from London of an incident. Uh, on London Bridge, um, and so I stayed up till half one watching the news, which was largely futile because, like the BBC news reports, didn't really add anything. They just had a man on the ground, kind of commentating on what he could see, which was kind of largely just the kind of things you'd expect to see after a you know major incident like that. Lots of police activity, people being evacuated. It's infuriating. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I was just... This is where I usually have you off mic. I was a bit st- struck by it. Like, just couldn't turn it off. I was just horrified, really. Absolutely horrified. And, and I think it's kind of... The Manchester thing... Because obviously Manchester happened two weeks ago. Another terrorist attack. And with us being in Sheffield, it's just across the Pennines, you know, an hour away. And it's so much closer to home. It's on your... Kind of on the doorstep, I suppose. Um... And I know people who knew people who were there at the concert or were meant to be there and that kind of thing. Um, now, I know that these things shouldn't have more of an impact if they happen in the UK because they happen all around the world every day, don't they? You know, there's stuff happening in Iraq that's just unbelievable. There's stuff happening in the Middle East that every single day that is scary and crazy and barbaric, um, just depraved act. But when it happens, like, 45 minutes away, it's just a bit of... It's just shocking, isn't it? Like, like how did you react to... And I don't know whether, um, whether I've reacted like I, like I have because I'm a parent and I'm thinking about, you know, being out with the kids in public places or big events, large crowds, um, or even, you know, when we're at church, you know, thinking about, you know, security, like personal safety and the safety of my kids. I don't know if it's because of my dad that I've reacted the way I have to Manchester and London last night, or whether it's just it's just a horrifying thing that horrifies everyone. Um, but what's your what's been your kind of reaction to it? Don't really know. I haven't really reacted to it. Do you think about it? Not really. No. Why do you think that is? I don't know. It just it just seems like another thing. Another thing. It's not. It's not. You know, there's like ninety people got blown up mm. a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah, 
But it shouldn't like it shouldn't be normal, should it? Oh, no, no. And the and the, I guess the thing is that it hasn't been normal here, but we've just had three attacks. For atta- a while, three attacks. Yeah, for quite a long it, while. It used to be normalish. Well, yeah, when the IRA were doing their bombing campaign, but it's been a long time, you know, since this kind of thing happened with regularity. No, man, I. To the to I this don't to this scale as. Like that's that's gotta be the worst since seven seven. My friend was right near. He lives right near where it happened. Last night. Like my best friend, yeah. And then there was a, a raid right, like opposite, where my other friend works. Kelly they, Island. They yeah. they left, mm. like half an hour before. Um, unconnected, but it was it was meant to be a terror raid. I don't know. It just doesn't. Does not register with you on a, no. like a deep level. No, I think you know, it's not. I don't know what what. Like to me, bad stuff happens every single day. Like horrific stuff happens, and 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 it's it's in my country. But like, how is it? I don't know. It's just there seems to be a huge reaction, and I don't I don't feel it myself. I don't know why. Might just be I'm blocking it, or might just be I don't know. Yeah. But to me, it just seems like there's evil stuff going on all the time. Um, it's horrific and it's unthinkable for the families that are involved. But you don't um, step out no, your front door. There's no big special. Yeah, I don't. I don't think about it. No. Um, I just find myself thinking about it an awful lot. Went to a gig in London on Thursday in uh, Camden. Didn't think about it once. Yeah. My friend brought it up, and I was just like, oh. Walking around Camden, you know, there's like just rammed the streets of Camden and rammed it that time at night. I didn't, I didn't even think about it. I don't know. I lived in London for two years. You know, took the tube every day. Um, never thought about it then. I don't know. I find it weird that I've reacted so strongly to Manchester in particular, because having grown up in Northern Ireland, like this, what this was the norm. Like I, I remember getting the train to Belfast. And the train stopping like four or five times on the way there because of hoax, you know, hoax bomb threats. And then in primary school, we had a fire alarm and we had a bomb drill. And the bomb drill was because we had a, a supermarket right next door to the, to the primary school. So the bomb drill was different. We'd all have to file out into this like square in the local estate. Um, and then the, our hometown centre was blown up twice by the IRA. A friend of mine... His granddad was shot dead in front of his mum by paramilitary um, scumbags. Do you kind of think at some level you'd, you'd kind of got away from that? Yeah, maybe. Because, and, and built a family over here where it's safe? Yeah. No, I, I don't. I, I think it was largely. Like, I was largely untouched by it, even though, even like I said those things, and those things over here sound crazy. Like, it would be insane for our kids to have a bomb drill in their schools in Sheffield. But it was quite normal at home. But but it wasn't... You know, there are people who are living in, like, Belfast who were living with stuff every single day, stuff going off every day. That was you know, the norm for them. I was relatively untouched, very lucky, very fortunate. Um, but I just wonder if, because it's so far removed time-wise now, you know, I've grown up over here since I was 18, and this... You know, London's a very, it's like a big place f- far away when you're in Sheffield. It feels like another, almost feels like another country, for me anyway. 
so stuff happening in London maybe doesn't hasn't registered in the past as much, um, but maybe it was just with it being Manchester and being so far up north and being so close, or maybe just the realization that the stuff's happening more regularly and these people are just, you know, this is what they do now. They target civilians, they target innocent people, they target kids. Um, and it's like, it's not going to stop, is it? You know, they're not... It'll take different forms, yeah. La- last, night, last night wasn't... Stop. Last night wasn't their last, you know, wasn't their last attack. They're using cars, you know, like... You can't legislate against that, can you? As like a security... As the security forces, other than the intelligence they're acting on and having policemen on the streets or even soldiers on the streets, you can't stop people from driving, you know, uh, and they're just yeah, using, yeah, like, they're using cars and vans. I think you can. Um, but then they just use, like, rubbish trucks and mm. buses, wouldn't they? Even if you did stop. Yeah. Them. But, like... Cars. I've been thinking about it a lot, and... Because I've got an eight-year-old um, who I didn't get the chance to actually address last night's thing with today because because he did hear something today and he, he said, what's a terrorist attack? And we weren't in a situation or a place where I could kind of sensibly and take, you know, take time to explain it in a sensitive way because his younger brothers were around. So we said we'd talk about it later, but we, we'd forgotten actually. And he, and he went to bed tonight. Um but I do kind of have to now think about the way in which I communicate these events to him because he found out about Manchester. I'm guessing at school. I think they watch news round, CBBC, CBBC news round at school. So he's learning about these things happening and and I've got to kind of address them so that, because I don't want him, you know, you don't want, you don't want kids to be worrying, do you, about you know going out or thinking when they go out into the city centre with us that, Somebody's out to kill them. Um, scary reality is that, you know, there are people that are out to kill them. That's that's insane, isn't it? It's actually an insane thought that there are people out there who decided to go and kill a load of kids at a Ariana Grande concert. That's just In the same. They're the same as us. They're the same species as us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that thought swirling around my head a lot. You know, how do I address it with the kids? You know, how do I how do I ensure that it doesn't affect me so much that they see it affects me or that they you know, transmit fear through to them? Um, you see a lot on social media about people saying, you know, we're defiant. You know, we'll carry on as normal. That's how we'll win. You know, love will win because we won't change the way we live. Um, I'd. I'd Previously, probably would have clung to that and tweeted that kind of thing myself, but I'm not so sure anymore. Uh, I kind of think something has to change, or or we do have to, we do have to do something different. We do have to change something to try and combat this or or stop it. Uh, I just don't know what the answer is. But yeah, I I, I feel so 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 sorry for anyone who's been kind of caught up in it in these attacks um you know parents can you imagine being being a parent of somebody who was at that gig in Manchester and news coming through on the TV on on social media that that there'd been a a suicide bomb attack 
in Manchester Arena and your child was there, it doesn't bear thinking about, does it? Like, how you would feel. A friend of mine's a teacher and one of the one of the girls in her class was meant to be at the gig uh, and lots of her friends went um, and she came in the next day. She, for some reason she couldn't go. She came in the next day to school um, like sat down in class and just burst into tears you know just in shock I suppose and she wasn't even there but it's the fact that you know she could have been there she's a teenager dealing with the kind of the thoughts that will be going through her head that what if it was me what if it had been my friends absolutely crazy that we as parents have to think about addressing this with our kids or trying to keep our kids safe from this kind of thing Am I overreacting it? Like, has that, has it, has that always been the case, or what do you reckon? I don't know. Um, it does seem to be more often. This is happening. Certainly here. UK, certainly yeah. here. Obviously, it happens around the world all the time. Um, and people would say, you know, that, and people do say, you know, where are the minute silence, and where are the hashtags, and where are the changed. Facebook profile pictures for well, we'd never talk you know, then. Iraq and we wouldn't and all be able that. to make noise ever. Yeah, because we'd always be. I hate that. Shut up. Mm. Like, if you're gonna put stuff like that, and I think the I think the wider point is that we need to be we do we do need to be aware that there's stuff going on, terrible stuff going on around the world, and that there's things that happen, and that perhaps our government has some culpability in because of our actions kind of around the world in the Middle East and our foreign policy and stuff yeah but maybe vote maybe you know take that into consideration when you vote yeah 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 but like you know there's no answers there even no like you can't you can't be isolationist and you can't just intervene in everything there has to be a balance and Mm. obviously we're not getting it right Um, um, and then I mean when we look at the our political situation right now we've got two two parties we're going to choose between both seem to be sort of too far in one direction uh, that's my just my opinion but it, it, it's it's extremism again it's not it, it's not extreme but it, it's extremism like it seems that society is it's divided it's getting less and less rational and less and less logical um, it's more Things are getting more extreme. This thought struck me this evening when it was Scott Mills actually on Radio One. I was listening to a little bit of the One Love Manchester concert, and I think Scott Mills said, "You know, these things bring us closer together. You know, we we start we're we're united, we're not divided." But when you read social media, a lot of the people who are saying, "You know, we stand together, we are united," in one tweet, in the next tweet, are absolutely hammering someone who perhaps is right wing and has said something like you know we need to take action against radical islam and they'll accuse them of using an event like this to try and further their their own ideology or their own views their own political agenda um but but you can't say you're united and we're not divided if if you're then shutting down shutting down yeah. shutting down the debate of it other needs people to be a debate. and it also needs to be a debate. and also like you can't tell people how to react to this some people will react with anger 
That's fair enough. And some people react with fear. And speaking out of fear, they'll almost be hysterical about wanting something to be done. And none of us have answers. So they're casting around for an answer, aren't they? And they're, they're maybe lashing out at one section of society. Um, but I don't think it's ever going to help in just in like throwing, throwing around the words, you know, racist and bigot and at times like this especially. You have well, that's also a reflection of extremism. Like just, just, just summing up one person with one word and then labeling, down, yeah, labeling them that and saying down the discussion and labeling them that. And this, you maybe said one thing when you were upset. Now you are that thing. Yeah. You are in with that whole group over there, and we're not going to talk. And so, to so yeah, so your views are not, not valid. Worth, yeah, you're not worth talking. To. You're not worth the discussion. You're not part of this. And if and and if that's the case, if that's the way we're reacting to people, then we are divided, and we're going to become more divided because mm. because people who believe that we can only deal with this by you know shutting the borders or coming down hard on immigration, deporting people who are linked to extremism, um, they're not going to. They're not going to easily change from that view. And the people who say open borders, you know, um, we have we have more in common that these people don't represent Islam. You know, those people are not unlikely to change their view easily either. So if we're traveling down two kind of different tracks, we're never going to meet, you know, the kind of parallel. Aren't they? We're not going to meet in the middle unless somebody actually allows a bit of debate and a and a conversation that is going to be uncomfortable, that like uncomfortable things are going to have to be allowed to be said. Right. You know, like, yeah. um, like the fact that a lot of these atrocities have been committed by people who do have something in common, and that's that they claim to be doing it in the name of Allah, in the name of Islam. That doesn't mean they represent Muslims. Doesn't mean they represent Islam. It means they're extremists. They're radical. Islamists um, but you know maybe there needs to be a conversation about, about who is radicalising them and where and what the influences are and how we can address that without people hysterically screaming racism from the rooftops um, at the same time though it, <laughs> that all that said it does really really wind me up when I see people who I know to have a racist agenda almost gloating on social media in, in the aftermath of these things, you know, saying this is what you get, you know, when you're soft on immigration or when, you're, when you have a lefty attitude to these things, you know, that drives me mad. Anyone gloating about stuff like this. But if, we, you know, if our kids are going to grow up in a country that's safe, then we, you know, something needs to happen, doesn't it? Because it doesn't, doesn't feel very safe to me at the minute. I think there needs to be a lot more honesty mm. um, from people. I just think you need to have that left-wing empathy, but then you need to have that right-wing kind of pragmatism. Yeah. And, and you can't do that. We're not represented by that politically. And, and, and it's hard to... There's there's no tribe or club that that professes that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's uh, interesting times. Yeah. Will they? Will do you think it's a tide and it will go out? 
Or do you think it's a, an escalation? Is entropy speeding up? Is entropy speed, speeding up? I don't know. The that. winding down of the human race? Uh, I hope not. At least not until I've become some kind of a legend for something. Um, <laughs> or at least had one grandchild. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier, and in Northern Ireland, the way the troubles came to an end was by talking and convincing terrorists that bombs and guns weren't going to get them towards their ideals. Because their ideals were things that, you know, were conceivable, you know, or, or that you could at least give concessions to. You could say, look, you're not going to get your ultimate aim, the, the reason why you took up guns and bombs, but we can make things better for the people that you claim to represent, you know, that you can have more influence, more power sharing, you know, actual sitting down and talking and discussing, I think, brought an end to the troubles. Can you sit down and talk to the people who are carrying out these atrocities? Yeah, did, did the IRA have a, a book that was written mm. however many thousand years ago, which has some pretty dodgy mm. passages in it that it's hard to argue against? Yeah. I guess people would say the same about the Bible, wouldn't they? And some of the passages in the Old Testament. Um, mm. And the problem is with that argument is that at the at this time, it's not a worldwide problem that Christians are going around acting out violent passages from the Old Testament. At the minute, people claiming to represent Islam are going around committing atrocities um, based on passages in the in the Quran that they have interpreted this way or somebody has interpreted that way and they've brainwashed them into believing that. Um, twi- you know, a twisted ideology, ideology is still an ideology, isn't it? The IRA wasn't so much a, an ideology um, at the risk of, I don't know, completely getting Northern Ireland wrong or, or offending anyone who was ever impacted by the troubles, but they were motivated by, um, like, land really land and, and power and influence and politics um, and liberation would be in their eyes. The past hurts as well. Yeah. And, and Yeah, I, I guess oppression was part of it too. Um, and these people, can they actually be reached? Can they be reasoned with? Because what they want is to, you know, wipe out the infidels. That, that's what it is, isn't it? They want to wipe out people who they're unbelievers, and that's not something you can give concessions to. <laughs> that's not something you can reason with. So I don't know if it's going to go away. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if a better foreign policy will mean that in 20 years there'll be less of these people willing to be martyrs. 100%. Um, at the same time, a lot of these people are homegrown, aren't they? They're homegrown terrorists. You can't... Closing the borders isn't the answer because a lot of these people were born in Britain. I, d- I don't think there is... I don't think... Because the Quran's been around for a long time. Mm. The level of, of terrorism is fluctuated. I don't think it's a... You have the Quran and you will always have 0.1% people killing mm. infidels. I don't think that's true. I think our foreign policies have, have got a lot to answer for, mm. for for the recent... It seems to me... Well, it's definitely... Yeah, we have interfered. ...in upswell in uh, terrorism in the UK. Yeah. 
Um, and they're and they're killing. I'm sure they've killed Muslims over here in in these attacks. Yeah, and they're killing. So they're, you know, ISIS are killing infidel. Muslims. It's not and, just an infidel like, thing. It's like a Western. Yeah, you know, pe- pe- people who have compromised their their religion. Yeah, you know, they're killing. Killed their kids with drones. Yeah, yeah they're killing Muslims um, in the Middle East. You know, they're killing Christians, um, Muslims and Christians alike. Uh, so it's not. It, Unfortunately, it's not as easy to just pigeonhole this whole thing as a as a Islam thing, because mm. that would be nice, wouldn't it? If we could just say, "Oh, it's just Islam." Neat, neatly box it up. Well, and, yeah, you know, drone strikes and yeah, that might have a bit to do with it. And selling arms, oil, selling arms to Saudi Arabia, and, and how they then distribute them, yeah, interfering in other people's yeah. countries for monetary gain. Halliburton. Um, it's, isn't it? Isn't it crazy though that this is all happening right before we have a general election, and there's no doubt that this will, this will tip a lot of voters. It's my, um, it will tip my a, fear. As tip. soon as I heard it, I went. I said a rude word, and then I said the Tories are going to get in. Well, I think the Tories were going to get in anyway. Um, no matter how much my kind of my social media bubble seems oh, to not, all be. It's my my Facebook. I put something on Facebook the other day. Is there any you know? Are there any right-wing people yeah. that I th- I think, befriend me? I think I've said this before on the Echo podcast chamber. about Brexit and how we were all convinced it was you know we were going to remain, and it's because I'm pretty sure I hid all the people who were it's that algorithm that who Facebook were algorithm. who were posting things that I didn't really agree with. <laughs> Instead of engaging with them, I just hid them uh, or blocked them, which is you know immature and ridiculous. And I sh- you know I will definitely learn from that. Um, I think the Tories were going to get it anyway. Uh, and I almost feel sick saying it, but things like this probably would generally be better. And I understand how horrible that sounds. Would be better for right wing politicians because they appear tougher on stuff like this. Right. They appear to have more of a a desire to to fight or to take action. Um, except of course if you're Tony Blair, who who absolutely loved a bit of war, didn't he? Loved a bit of action. More war, please. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, just happening just before a general election is is crazy timing. It just makes you wonder what what impact it will have, or whether it would have made a difference anyway. If it, you know, I think the outcome would have been the outcome. I suppose it's just the severity of the defeat for Labour that will be the the important thing. But I just can't, for the life of me, see Labour winning this general election. Um, and we don't want to become a political podcast, but, but you know, there's a lot of things I've seen on social media, like the picture of uh, the guy on the, his bicycle in the first picture, just off to vote Tory, um, and uh, he has a stick. In the second picture, he shoved the stick into his own spokes of his own bike, fallen off, um, and hurt his knee. And he's saying, "Why don't ah, oh, why don't we have an NHS? Um, something like that." Uh, yeah. You can't just vote on one issue, but the NHS is a pretty big issue and austerity doesn't really seem to be doing a great deal for us. The poor are getting poorer. Food banks are a thing. How are food banks even a thing in Britain? The fact that there's such a need for food banks is the fact that schools are begging for pencils and crayons and paper. Yeah. more and more I get the idea that economics is kind of all made up 
the older I get. <laughs> like I did it at I did it at A level. And it just seemed all a bit a bit funny. Like what's this all based on? And the more you like the older you get and the more you listen to politicians talking about when well, we need to make cuts and stuff. It's like do well, we you make up money though, don't during, you? Don't we've you had, make up we've money? had cuts. We've had more cuts, we've had austerity, and the debt has still gone up. Our country's debt has still gone up. So and then you watch the big short. So who's be- who, who's benefiting Carell, here? And you're like, it's who's who's up. who's benefiting here from these? It's all based on these um, numbers. Why do these numbers mean that? Yeah. My brother-in-law hasn't had a pay increase for four four years, despite yeah. being, you know, having and, the hardest job in the world. And the idea of getting rid of free school, free school meals, you know, for kids. But it's okay; they can have breakfast. How much did you budget per child for the breakfast? Seven pence. What? Oh, sorry, we made a mistake. We'll change that. Like, they're literally making how, how it up. How much tax did on... Google and Facebook yeah. and Starbucks pay last year? I mean, maybe we're being simplistic in saying that. And... I just don't trust economics. I think it's all made up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I don't trust it's this a government. system. That's... I don't trust the Prime Minister. I think Jeremy Corbyn's just like, we'll just spend loads of money because it's not real anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be so bad if we just spent loads of just money and fi- to... fixed a load gonna, of stuff? Yeah. I mean, where's it... Like, oh, no, we owe the World Bank money. You don't have to pay them back. Like, no one's ever paid the World Bank. Yeah. I don't know. Like, in the US, when all the car manufacturers went broke, they're just like, oh, let's just have trillions of dollars. Carry on. Yeah, but you don't want, like, super, super inflation, do you? (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely a reason why all the... I'm sure... There must be a very good reason why this all works. Yeah, Yeah, there definitely is. That's all... So let's all carry on. <laughs> somebody, look, somebody somewhere knows what they're doing and they're looking out for us. Yeah. And they have our best interests. And they've got a huge vault full of gold, <laughs> which, is, which backs up and, this whole and thing. all their mates um, are, doing, are doing just so fine. So the shiny rock yeah. is, is what this is all based on. So it's all right. Because there's a represents every pound. There's a, there's a pound of gold, shiny rock, mm. that... It correlates to it, so how did it's even, all okay. How did it even get to this point? Like, can we not just like have like a big human congress and say, yeah. can we just, it's just zoop. can we just restart here yeah. and say, look, this hasn't, this isn't really, this I'm isn't, this isn't really working. I'm confident that weddings still be in demand. Yeah, <laughs> you cement as well. Yeah, cement, and people are always going to want cement. Yeah, and people are always going to want to know what's going on with Chesterfield Football Club. Mm, there you like, go. Always, so. Oh. I had a, um, uh, I trying to think, should I say that or not? Yeah, why not? Uh, I had the guy, one of my, in quotes, bosses come around the other day, who's a really old friend, and we had a, um, we had a really good chat, deep chat about politics, he's a really clever guy. He gave me a massive pay rise. Right. <laughs> he asked me how much I was charging, and he's like, oh, you need to charge more of that. And then we had a 15 minute grapple on the, on the lounge floor. <laughs> But five Six. minutes in, Hannah just was like, "I'm just gonna go upstairs," and Hannah went upstairs, and we just fought. Sealed the deal with a with a wrestle. And... Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not weird at all that you and you and another man would just in front of your wife, <laughs> me and a engage it. Engage... Maybe this is maybe more of that would help if people were hundred percent jujitsu. There, you know the what there is Same there is life. something in that. Like, I've been to a few stag do's and a few like. I've I've been to I've done a few private lessons in jiu-jitsu and I've rolled with you now, and there it, there genuinely is something that when you've just rolled with someone, and like, they've like tried to, 
dominate you or tried to beat you or, or and you tried to compete against them physically, there is like an like an kind of amicable feeling at the end of it. You know, like we've just Well, it's you have to trust each other. So that's that yeah. trust. You have to really trust someone. And, and that it's like a really shared happen. it's a shared experience as well. The, the, the exchange of trust doesn't really happen in a conversation that much. Yeah. But when when you're sort of simulating a fight you have to really trust the other person mm. that they're not going to hurt you. And that when you tap, you know, tap their arm, whatever, they're going to stop. Or or when you get an arm bar 10% on, they're going <laughs> to tap. Listen, I wasn't going to waste my energy trying to get it back. <laughs> I knew it was gone. I didn't know how to get it back. Um, no, there definitely is, there is, there definitely is something in, and in, in that. And I love the fact, I really, I, I bang on about it, but I love the fact that two of my kids and hopefully in the future all four of my kids do some kind of physical activity where they kind of can just expend loads of energy and wrestle with other kids and be, so be, be rough boys. and tumble. And I reckon it'd be so... I, I almost think it's more important for girls to like to know their own strength and to yeah, be no, able to no, handle themselves. And, and yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's great it's to do it. And at some stage in the future when I have a, a boatload of money and time, I'll probably take a look at How's it myself. Doing? Talking about, um, talking about, about money. <laughs> loads of money in time. Yeah, I haven't done any more. I, I need to resolve to write another chapter before we record again. That needs to happen. You need to read this book. War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I've recommended it before. But, but war of Art, do you say? The War of Art, yeah. Ah, so so it's like a before. reverse of the, the Art of War. Oh, yeah. Didn't notice that before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's a, like a really... Um, uh, Pro, uh, prolific uh, screenwriter and he's just writing about his process it's really really inspiring I wrote a um, watch your microphone I'm sorry I uh, wrote a uh, seven page script for a, a Jameson's film short film competition yes we discussed this did we? well you told me you were going to do oh, it oh I did it yeah you've done it yeah so I handed it in um, another big waiting game yeah I don't think it was very good right it was good but it was a bit sort of I don't know. I had an idea yesterday for some short stories. We were at the battle reenactment. I was I was thinking about. I'm going to give this idea away because I don't think anyone will do it. And if they do do it, and I can prove that they listen to the podcast, then I can ask for a cut. But I was thinking about the guy who was like playing, the guy taking the orders. You know, when they were simulating the Coldstream Guards, or when they were simulating the First World War. You know, the guy who gets to be like the sergeant or whatever, and then the guy who, who plays the role of the private. Now, these are people who are just in, like, a historical club, a gang, who all meet together and dress up like old soldiers and act it out. Who decided that that guy got to give the orders and tell everyone else, to like, to march and to right turn and to, to, like, pretend bollock people? So I thought about, like, writing a short story about uh, about a guy who just had enough of, like, taking the orders from someone and, like, have, like... Him being a, him simulated coup. Him being really cross about the fact that he gave all the orders, but like his, he didn't even shine his buttons correctly on his uniform, and and the, he was wearing a, he was wearing like a medal that a soldier of that era wouldn't have worn, or like, you know, he was really annoyed about this guy giving the orders, and then just one day, like in the middle of a reenactment, he just like staged a coup, um, or like had a or just had a me- like massive meltdown in the middle of like a, a square. With loads of families watching, and it just all went silent as he screamed, like "Stop giving me orders!" But calling him by the name, like his assumed yeah. historical name, like "Stop giving me orders, Sergeant Jensen." Yeah. Like not using his 
like his real name, like having a meltdown against the character. Have you, have you uh, read the uh, the Alan Partridge, the last book? Not no. the Nomad one, the one before. No, that. I've not read any Alan Partridge. Well, we listened to it on the way back from oh, the, yeah, yeah. the car. Yeah. And when he's. Oh, man. It, it, if you um, Google, uh, just, just find the first chapter of. Um, is it I, Alan Partridge? I, Alan Partridge. And listen to the first chapter. There's an amazing bit in a swimming pool bathroom uh, where he screams. What does he scream at this kid? This kid, um, whip- <laughs> I won't do it justice, but this, this kid, kids are all laughing at him. And one of the kids whips him with a towel. And he, because they all go to scouts together, and he's like the sixer, or he's like the yeah. leader of them, he just keeps screaming at the guy, uh, I am your scout leader, something like that, until they all sort of like stop it and like all go away. And he just keeps screaming. It's an amazing, amazing book. Um, so um, that, that was just a little idea I had for a short little, story. Maybe a little salve for this, this time uh, is a Netflix show called Designated Survivor. Do you well, like it? It's 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 watchable. Uh, so uh, it's Jack Bauer. It. Um, oh, we watched about four episodes. It's just being it's like ridiculous. a really like perfect sort of president and uh, yeah, but he's not because he's stuff. super well, weak, isn't he? Like he's super like taking his glasses off and um, he's he's just Jack Bauer, but but like calmer, isn't he? He doesn't say damn it, and we're running out of time. He might say damn it actually. Stop flexing, Jack Bauer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Disney Ghost Fiverr. Tell you what, I do like. House of Cards, new series, yeah. great. Too finished, real. finished Mad Men. I fin- yeah. finished Mad Men. Mad Men is brilliant. Really good escapism. Um, bit depressing how sexist and racist everyone was back in the fifties and sixties, but good TV. The Oscars been waking up at four or five every morning. Oh. Wake up four. You got blackout curtains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have. Yeah. You ensuring definitely there's no light coming. Other birds. Tweeting. There are birds, yeah. Yeah, because our boys have been waking up at like half five. Right. Don't do that into the microphone. That's <laughs> so disrespectful to the two or three people who have persevered Sorry, to get to this. Sorry, Chris Pinot. To get to this stage. Yeah, he's been waking up really early every single day. Isaac's been waking up about half five, so we put black up curtains. Up, and they woke up at six today, so that's a wee bit better. But what really infuriates me is when he wakes up at like half five, Full of beans, wants his breakfast, and then by about nine, like we're driving somewhere, yep. he falls asleep Every in the day. car. You think, Idiot. how dare you? How dare you fall asleep now? Why didn't you sleep in for an hour? Unbelievable. Wake up! How much time have we got? How much time have we got left? Oh, uh, three, well, two and a half minutes. Wake up! It's a good song. Good song, Matrix. It finishes one. It finishes one of the Matrix songs. That raging. That's machine. an amazing moment. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching that at cinema. This is the best film I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. What else did I do? I pitched um, a BBC documentary idea to, a, to another competition. You're such I'm a gonna creative. Start, I'm going to start doing like all these competitions. Yeah. Because I reckon not many, not many people will do it. Yeah. So I was like halfway through this seven-page thing. I'm thinking, people, most people are going to just quit now. <laughs> they don't think it's yeah. They don't think their idea is very good. They're not going to complete it. Yeah. But yeah, I just wrote about what I knew. So it was about a wedding um, mm. sort of reception thing. Wake up! Great. Yeah, film, we filmed um, public service broadcasts. What? Public service announcement. What? There's a band. There's a post rock band. Oh, really? Yeah. And they all. Um, Are they good? They dress up. Yeah, they're, they're like a lot more 
they're like the 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 thing is that they're they've all got like retro um outfits on they're all called like wigglesworth and stuff and they uh. play songs with loads of samples from like the 1930s broadcasting stuff over the top of it and the latest album's all about coal mining wow yeah big think, crowd though think think i'd like them you Bear in mind, might I, like I love them. 65 days they're, and... they're nowhere near as rocky as them right and the, all the audience was just like a bunch of radio two dads yeah but uh yeah it was that amazing band who did the really amazing post-rock album was it uh, hope the, of the states they're pretty good was it refu- uh, the, explosions the, the in the sky refused no not refused they're like a screamer band um we've got like 30 seconds left what, fill it however you want I don't hope care. the states uh they're our first album's amazing that's a recommends from moana is amazing watch the film moana, moana. also the music's brilliant great music thanks so much for listening you've been listening to podfathers although obviously you know that podcast about all things fatherhood this week's been a bit of a debbie downer but next 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 week we'll be um, we'll talk about some we'll talk about something really happy. Um, it'll, it'll, I'll get someone else in, not Graham. <laughs> Love you, bye. Oh.